Thank you for joining us in another episode of Experience, Strength, and Hope. My name is Catherine, and our host, Tony, will be joining us shortly. Our goal is to bring stories that make you laugh, smile, and even cry, but most of all, give you hope. Please don't forget to support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel and following us on Spotify, Anchor FM, and Apple Podcasts. Again, I'm Catherine, and I hope you enjoy today's show. Hey, what's going on? I was having a conversation with someone uh, the other day and today and throughout about our kids and our kids in the school system. And not just African-American kids, but kids, period. Even though sometimes we do uh, see some things that are not lining up the way they should. And you can tell me all, all, that we're all God's creatures. We all treated the same. It's not always that way. Let me just tell you that you won't know until you've been in the skin that I'm in and experienced the thing that I've experienced or seen it the way that I've seen it. I don't care if you're standing next to me. I know that's not even what I'm here to talk about. OK, but what I'm here to talk about is that for your children in school, when it comes to certain behaviors that they say that they're displaying in certain way, they do these things sometimes for a reason. And sometimes it's things that are happening that they may not want you to know. But advocate for your kids for everything in school and listen when it comes to them getting suspensions or behavior problems, fighting, anything. If your kid, even within suspended fight, go there, go to the meeting. Don't just send them back to school. Okay, after three days, they can go back. Find out what the problem is. Dig deeper. And there's nothing wrong with finding out. There's nothing wrong with wanting to know the facts. They just say, oh, he's just a picky parent. Or, or you're just trying to start commotion and ruffle feathers. I'm going to ruffle some feathers. Okay? Because this is my child. Okay? I remember once when my daughter, she got suspended. And you guys know how I was. I was working at the school. And this was years ago, back in 2000. Early 2000. Maybe a little bit later. Not suspended. They wanted to send her home. They were about to suspend her because that girl was something else. And they called me to the office. I don't work at the school. Mr. Tim, can you come to the office? We need you to take your daughter home to change her top. Her boobs are going to come out of her chest. If she moved too much, her uh, boobs would come out of her chest. And I said, well, she got big titties. I can't do nothing about that. It's the shirt. I know, I mean, it's the same shirt that Becky with the good hair has on. You ain't saying nothing about. But you're saying, well, her chest could come out. It could pop out. What would happen if she pulled her shirt down? So I said, what happened if I unzip my zipper? Something would pop out. That don't mean I'm going to do it. It's the chance of that. What if is what we're talking about. Y'all might say, oh, he's grabbed. But that's what I said. I said, don't give me what if. What if she pulled her chest down? What if she unzipped up the coat? Because I had said, well, she'll just zip her jacket up the other day. They said, well, what if she unzipped it? And I said, well, what if I unzipped my zipper? I'm not saying I'm going to do it. But yeah, something would pop out. So we're telling her, don't unzip it. I, uh, I said, don't unzip your shirt. She said, okay, she won't unzip it. So don't come to me with these women because you being nitpicky. What could happen? My grandson, when he was in school, they were trying to label him with a learning disability because he couldn't hear. He wanted to be sitting in this part of the class. So they had to sit up. He couldn't hear when they were talking loud. Couldn't hear. And they said, well, can you put him up here? 
put them on 504, put them on IEP. You know, we had a problem with that. We put them on this IEP, you're going to go by what it is. He said, well, IEP, you want to label it as a learning disability. I said, he doesn't have a learning disability. He can't hear. Put your finger in one ear. Y'all do that right now. Or do it around a lot of noise. That monotone. You don't know what's going on. It's distracting. It's confusing. That's what the uh, the doctor, um, when we took to the doctor, they had us do. And I learned more by putting my finger in my ear and being around. I said, that's what he's experiencing. We fought for that. They started doing it right. Boy, he never failed a player. I don't know if you even got a C. Very successful. Very smart. But you got to fight for him. What if I just would have said, okay, all right. Then one day he's sitting in the class with two other people acting out because he ain't put beat. A lot of these times they put these kids in these special classes. But I worked in the school district too. There's nothing wrong with them. You know, all oh, they, they fighting every day. So they like to fight like this. But what is the problem? Let's get to the root of the problem. What is causing this behavior? What is the root of this behavior? It's not like they just want to come to school and fight. Just like with things at home. It could be things at home. They always say, oh, it's a problem. You see mom's mama drinker. Your dad on drugs. Dad's in prison, right? No, it ain't that. Just that. Maybe some of the things you doing in the class, too. This is not the downstairs of teacher. Like I said, I work there. I've been working in the field with kids. In mental health field. For 18 years. Going on 19 years. In years. Over 20 years of working with children in education, in mental health. So it's not always about what you achieved in school, but what you know, what you've experienced too. Not just about my degree, but what have you experienced? You got these kids in middle school, and they tell me middle school is the worst age, and I was seeing that, I'm going to quit seeing that. Is exhibiting a lot of behavior. Exhibits like behavior that's fast and wild. They're going through a lot of things. They transition. They're going through puberty, all this stuff. And you bring a teacher in with no experience, no kids, just graduated from Emporia State, 24, 25 years old, and you're putting her in there with 13, 14 year old kids that she's never been around, and you want her to understand. Don't you have brothers, little brothers and sisters, big. Or kids of their own. And you're wondering why she feels threatened when this kid is acting out. Or they feel this kid is going through so much at home. We need to get DCF involved. No, you just don't know the kid. Sit down. They don't do it. All you guys want to do or all we were doing because COVID caused so many problems. One of the problems caused that throw a laptop in front of them and give them all their classes. And they'll do it. Let them sit there. You can sit back at the desk grading papers while they just go. But teach, get out there. And just don't teach but form relationships. Every one of my teachers, I think I said before, my teachers live close around me. My principal lived around the corner. Miss Pratt lived right around the corner. I think that was her name. My sister correct me. My teachers around me. My football coach. He was my driver's ed teacher. And my PE teacher. A few blocks away. 
believed I respected him because he was somebody I knew and could associate with. Teachers have to create a bond with this, build a rapport, make that kid want to be there every day, want to come to school. And parents, we have to advocate. Too many times you hear, well, a parent don't want to do nothing. A parent ain't doing nothing. But you have to be there. Pick up that phone. Don't just rely on them to email you. Oh, I checked it in the computer on Skype. They didn't send me any messages. Skyway. Skyway or whatever it is that you have that the teachers communicate whatever district you're in. And there's nothing there, so they must be doing okay. No. Email them every day if you have to find out things. Find out they turn them lesson in. You know? Let the teacher know who you are besides Johnny's parent. They're going to know me by name. I was there all the time for every suspension, everything that happened at the school. My kids, I was up there. Even when my daughter changed F's and made them look like B's, I went up there. But, yeah, please do it. Love your children. Be there for them. Don't let anyone tell you what your kids should be doing. Don't let them just stick a computer and expect that them to learn from that. I have so many children that tell me they don't get home. We don't get homework no more. That's too much on us. They say that's too much on us to be able to be in school all day and do homework. It wasn't for me. And you got a computer. You got an internet. You got AI. You can make up a, a essay. Let the internet make it up for you. We had to go to the library, get them books, them old heavy encyclopedias, dictionaries, reading and stuff. We didn't have the internet. We had to go research, talk to people. That was our homework. You go around town and gather this information. And so make your kids learn. Don't just depend on that computer that they throw in there with the uh, lessons already assigned there. The lesson plan is in there. The books are in there. They only have books to carry home in the book bag. Everything's loaded in the computer, which is good, fine, and Danny, I appreciate that. But make sure you are there, the parent, and helping them to put forth that effort to even learn more. Why just go about what they have? Learn more about it. I ask kids, you know, they yeah, I have kids to try to, I say, hey, we're doing your treatment plan. I need you to sign your name. Huh? You mean like my initial? No, I want you to sign your name. You mean like on what? Like a check. You don't teach you that no more how to write a check. You teach you how to use an ATM card or cash app. But don't know, don't know how to sign your name. Okay, I'll print it. Okay, cool. The basic things that we knew for even not just writing cursive, but little things that you as parents are going to have to teach you. Love your children, but advocate for them. Don't let the system or the school, when I say system, I'm talking about the school system, wherever you are, be in control. You be in control as a parent and, and get them involved. Get them together. I can't remember word for word what, what our coaches here and teacher, uh, Mr. Zimmerman, Randall Zimmerman, I was uh, in... Um, when I went to the school, I used to be in this PE class and health class. And, and there, and I, at the time, I said, this guy, this guy's tough. But he loved those kids. He respected them. All these years, he's been there for these kids. And he said in the interview that went viral, somebody told me about 
the percentage, only a small percentage of these kids were going to play college level sports that playing, you know, football league coaches. Even a smaller percentage would be even going to play uh, like a division one type of uh, sport. And even less than that, really less than that, it's going to play professional ball. But all of them, maybe 7% are going to be able to do that, but 99 or 100% of them were going to be adults. So that's why we got to teach them. They may not go to college. They might have skills to develop or trade. Thank you. the phone ringing. Thank you for listening to another episode of Experience, Strength, and Hope. Come back and continue to listen on any of our other platforms such as YouTube, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and Apple Podcasts. We encourage you to not only listen, but also reach out and share your stories of experience, strength, and hope at BigDog0862 at gmail.com or 785-307-4662. I'm Anthony Timms, and this has been another podcast of Experience, Strength, and Hope from Tony DeMayer Timms. Be blessed, be strong, and most of all, be real.